It's time now for 15 Minutes of Faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today, with your host, me, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. So let's get started with 15 Minutes of Faith. Be careful where you seek, because it will reveal where you place your trust. Thank you once again for joining us here today. I am your host, Pastor Jeremy Byler, and this is 15 Minutes of Faith, brought to you by Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. We're located on 710 Salzburg Avenue, right there in Bay City, just over the bridge, just down from Jack's Fruit Market right there in Bay City, and we'd love to have you come join us some Sunday or Wednesday. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for Sunday school, where we have more of a small group type atmosphere as we meet in the fellowship hall over refreshments and we learn the truth of God's word and we discuss it amongst one another and, and try to sharpen one another as we grow in the word of God. Then we have our 11 a.m. service and we have services for all ages from cradle on up. Uh, many good people serving God faithfully in our church to minister unto people of all ages and we would love to have you for our Sunday morning service. And we meet Sunday evenings as well at 6 p.m. And I really enjoy Sunday night service as we gather together and uh, gather around the Word of God, preach His Word, and try to apply it to our lives. And sometimes we have spontaneous fellowships after our Sunday night services where we just continue to have fellowship and love one another. And we have a good church full of good people, and I would love for you to come be a part of it. On Wednesdays for our midweek service at 7 p.m., we have our prayer time, we have our Bible study, and we have Pee Wee Club for the kids. And again, something for everyone, and everyone is welcome at Harvest Baptist Church. We want to point you to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that you can grow and become mature in Christ. And we're going to look at something today in Matthew chapter number 6. This is a verse that's near and dear to my life, because it's the first verse that I ever memorized. And it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, where the Bible says this, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Some people will take that verse and almost use it to twist it on God, and they'll say, well, if you seek God first, he'll give you whatever you want. Just seek him first, and you've checked off that box, and you can fill in the blank with whatever it is that you want. But that's not really the intent of that verse. I know the Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. And I've heard people talk out of both sides of that verse saying, well, as you grow in the Lord and he works on your heart and develops you to be more like Christ, that your heart will be in tune with the things of the Lord and, and he'll give you the things that you want and your desires will match his. And I, I believe that. And others will say, well, that's not necessarily true. It just means take joy in the Lord and whatever your desire is, he'll give it to you. And there may be some truth to that as well, so long as it doesn't contradict the Word of God or go against anything in Scripture or help you indulge in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. Uh, but nonetheless, I do know that God loves us. And when we love Him and He loves us, life is a lot better. It doesn't mean that things are always easy, but it means that we're not going through life alone and we're not going through difficulties alone. And that's what brings us back to Matthew chapter 6, where it's talking about, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And in this chapter, in this area here, he's talking to the multitudes. And there's a question that he's answering. And it starts in verse 31. He says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? 
Now, he's speaking to a group of people, and they're out in a remote area listening to him speak. Now, remember, multitudes of people, thousands of people would go to hear Jesus speak. And sometimes they would be in such a remote location that there was one instance where the disciples were saying, Jesus, you need to stop so they can venture back into town and and get some food. And we know that that ended up leading to the miracle of the feeding of the thousands with the loaves and the fishes. But in this case, uh, he's talking to the people and they're out there and they're probably thinking, you know, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? But look what he says in verse 32. He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. And that term Gentile has a picture of the people of the world. And he's speaking to people that are following Christ. And we are Christ followers. And we have a heavenly father that loves us and wants to care for us and wants to take care of us and provide for our needs. And we are not lost in the wilderness with no resources, with no availability of any help, but we have all of that through Christ, and we have that in God. And that's what Jesus is talking about where he says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Because look what he says after that in verse 32, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Earlier, he talks about the birds or the fowls of the air and the lilies of the field and how God provides for the birds of the air and how he has arrayed the lilies of the field. But the comparison is made that even in those in all their beauty, that God loves us even more than the fowls of the air or the lilies of the field, and he's going to provide for us and he's going to take care of us. And that's why the encouragement comes, or the admonition in verse 33, where he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And the idea is this, is where do you run in your time of need? I'm not necessarily talking about, it doesn't have to be a dire circumstance. It doesn't even have to be an emergency emergency type situation. But when it comes to just the basic needs of your life, of, of providing for yourself, of providing perhaps if you have a family or a loved one that you take care of, where do you seek first? Do you put all the power in, in, in yourself saying, I have to do this. I need to do this. I must figure out a way. I must find a way and I must come up with the answer and do it all on my own. I'll tell you from my own experience, what that leads to is burnout. And you can only do it in your own power for so long. And I'll tell you what, we have not only limited power in our lives, but we have limited resources as well. We can only see within our own scope of life, the people we know, the places we've been, the experiences we've had. When we're trusting in a heavenly father, he has the whole world in his hand. He sees things that we cannot see. He knows things that we cannot know. And he's there waiting for us to ask him. He's waiting for us to seek his face so that he can provide for us and meet those needs. Now, I'm not suggesting that uh, that we say, well, I'm just going to trust in God for everything. Therefore, I'm going to do nothing. No, that's not what that means either. Uh, you've heard the movement of the let go and let God, right? No, that's not necessarily what that's talking about. Sometimes we need to seek God, and he's going to tell us to go do something. It goes with the old saying that sometimes people miss blessings in their lives because it's dressed in work clothes. But God will provide opportunities. He'll say, you need some money. It may not necessarily mean a check in the mailbox, but sometimes it means there's an opportunity to go earn some money through a situation he's provided for you. And not only will you learn something in that opportunity, but you might meet some people you never would have met before. And other opportunities may open up. But we can't do that when we're doing all these things in our own power. But we must seek God first. 
And the idea is this. As we see here in Matthew chapter 6, where it says here in verse number 29, it says, And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? And then he says what? O ye of little faith. I said at the beginning that beware of where you seek, because it will reveal where you place your trust. What's the first thing you do when you get that unexpected bill in the mail? Do you run to the checkbook, or do you run to God's book? Or do you at least just pray unto the Lord and say, okay, I've got this bill in the mail. All right, Lord, you knew about this. Lord, guide me and give me wisdom as to what I should do and how I should handle it. And the Bible clearly says in the book of James, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. Uh, and, and again, it says that, is that uh, you know, he do, when it says giveth to all men, it means all people. Anybody that asks for wisdom will receive it. But here's the idea, is once you receive it, what are you going to do with it? You must act on it. You must act on that wisdom. God can show you the way, but you must also go the way. And that's the idea here in Matthew chapter 6, is where are you placing your trust? When it comes to, perhaps, in this day and age in which we live, uh, finding a job. Spending hour upon hour, perhaps, surfing the internet, uh, hour upon hour, uh, doing whatever it is that you think you have to do. Have you prayed about it yet? Have you asked God for wisdom? Uh, have you asked God to show you where to go? And if you have, and he has revealed it unto you, are you being obedient? Are you trusting in the Lord with all your heart? As it says in Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and what? Lean not unto thine own understanding. So many situations in the Bible you'll see where, according to man's eyes, it doesn't make any sense, but it all is beautiful and glorious in the eyes of God as he directs his people into situations that are humanly incomprehensible. But you know what that does is when we enter into those circumstances where only God can come through, where only God can meet those needs, he gets all the glory. And even more than that, him getting the glory and just getting the honor as we testify of what God has done in our lives, but also it, it develops our trust and our faith in him. It builds our faith. And that's the idea of just trusting God. So in Matthew 6.33 where it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's about priority. All throughout Matthew chapter 6, we see Jesus talking to the multitudes and guiding them to this point right here. He first starts in the beginning of chapter 6 where he says, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to what? To be seen of them. Doing alms has to do with your offerings uh, uh, or what is uh, your, your giving or your service to the Lord. It has the idea of just the, the religious activity. You know, when we gather together at Harvest Baptist Church, uh, we're not there just to check off a box to say, all right, Lord, I went to church on Sunday, so you have to give me a good week. No, there's a purpose there. There's an intent of gathering together in the house of the Lord. It's a place of worship where we understand and we reverence God for who he is and what he's done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. And that we understand that we can have a relationship with God through his salvation and that through sanctification that is being set apart or growing away from our old selves and into our new selves, we understand what God has done in our lives and how he provides for us and we bow down towards him in worship to him. That's why we gather together. It's for the perfecting of the saints where we hear from the word of God and we, and we grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. 
It's for the work of the ministry where we understand that the work of God is so great in our lives that we reach out to others. It just we cannot help but have an outpouring of the love of Jesus unto those who are struggling in this world and the work of the ministry in reaching others and serving others. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, don't do that to be seen of men. Do it out of a love for Jesus. Do it out of a love for God because of what your heavenly Father has done. Furthermore, he talks about prayer and not being and not praying to be seen of men or to be heard of men or to sound spiritual. But no, it's a conversation between you and God. He talks about fasting and fasting is the element of neglecting the physical to tap into the spiritual and, and saying that nothing else matters but hearing from the voice of God. And that's what fasting is all about, is just really tuning in and listening to what God has to say. And as Jesus continues talking to the people there in Matthew chapter 6, he gets into money, where he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. And verse 21, he says, for your, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you put your treasure in Jesus, in God, and serving him, and, and just obeying him, and loving him, your heart will soon follow. And as you do that, uh, your anxiety will be relinquished. And that's really where it starts there in verse 25. It says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Later on in that chapter, he says, For after these things the Gentiles seek, because your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. God says, I'm not going to call you to serve me and to love me and to follow me and not take care of your needs and not meet your needs. But you must follow and be obedient unto what I say. If you go along the right path, I will take care of you. And that's where it is in Matthew 6.33. Seeking God first and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Where is it that you're seeking today? What is it that you're looking for? God can meet that need. God wants to meet that need. He wants you to trust in him. He loves you. He cares for you. He gave his son to die for you. And if you've not called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, if you've not asked for your forgiveness of your sins, past, present, and future, for the sins that Jesus died for on the cross at Calvary, you can do that today. Asking him to forgive you and calling upon him to be Lord of your life and asking him into your heart to be your Savior once and for all, you'll be a child of the King. And you can follow along with him, and you know that throughout the rest of this life, you will no longer be alone. So I'd encourage you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, I hope that was an encouragement to you today, and I would hope to see you someday at Harvest Baptist Church. But until then, I would encourage you to stay 